Hello Again podcast subscribers and new visitors. Today we're going to address another one of those scientific controversies that needs to be addressed once for all. Science. All right, so I've gotten about the hundredth forward about this doctor out in West Texas, Dr. Bartlett, who states that he has the silver bullet ultimate treatment for COVID, just like the well-meaning and well-intentioned, very intelligent doctor uh, who's with White Coat Summit from Nairobi and Dr. Simone Gold and all the others that I've been forwarded notes about this week. Folks, I know you guys are well-meaning. I know that you're trying to help, but I've got to address this because I want to establish the very reason that this podcast was made, and that is to address what is real science and what's not and how you can learn to filter uh, biased or anecdotal information so that you don't forward things that are either untrue or that you have to go back and undo later. So one of the things that comes up in this is we have people that have what's called anecdotal evidence, which it goes like this. I have tried this treatment on 350 people and none of them have died. Okay, that's the claim from the doctor uh, up in uh, Washington, D.C. that was with the White Coat Summit who has so many forwards. And uh, she's also had a lot of knocks against her because she claims to be a pastor who has made some odd claims before about different medical issues. And she's, of course, been ravaged because what she says happens to agree with the president. And, uh, of course, if you agree with President Trump, you've got to be destroyed by the modern media, regardless of whether she's right or not. So uh, Dr. Bartlett out in Midland, Texas, several weeks ago, and I was I was actually forwarded to this by an Amish brother. Um, he, he wanted to know, just like most of you that have sent this to me, is this real? And I really do appreciate that sentiment because that's wise. That's a good way to approach this. Is this true? And, of course, I've answered each and every one. But Dr. Bartlett has one problem. He states that the use of inhaled budesonide, which is an inhaled steroid, is the magic silver bullet treatment for coronavirus. There's only one problem with that, and that is a lot of the people who have died in the hospital were actually patients who took budesonide, which is also called pulmacort, on a routine daily basis before they died. What he is using we call anecdotal evidence. That just means it's my story. Okay, I could go on the Internet tomorrow and put up a YouTube video and say, I have given 350 of my patients fresh organic carrots, and none of them have contracted coronavirus during this illness, and nobody who did contract it, uh, if they did, died. Is that proof? No. That is a piece of evidence. Science operates like this. The the scientific method is, I have a hypothesis. And then you go about to disprove your own hypothesis by research and by experiment. So we have a standard today called double-blinded, placebo-controlled studies. And there's a lot more things that you can add. We use statistics called uh, probability ratios and confidence indexes that basically then take what is called a double-blinded, which means the patient does not know if they're taking a medication or a treatment, or if they are, so that the patient then doesn't have the placebo effect. Because I'll tell you, the placebo effect in a lot of medications is as high as 70%. And one example of that is antidepressants, 
one of the things, although I'm a big pharma fan, is pharmaceutical companies do not produce the studies that contradict their own medication's effectiveness. I have one in my registry here that 70% of the patients that were tested for one of the Selexa or Prozac-like drugs had a 70% placebo response because they believed they were taking a medicine that could help them. And placebo responses are very much research-proven effects for people. Neurosurgeons use them. Uh, I use them every day. I give people confidence. I say, I believe this is going to work. Interesting thing about the placebo effect is if you believe it, it may come true. I just noticed when I looked up at the camera, I need to make an apology for all of you patriots. I am no Nike fan anymore. I refuse to wear anything that they have except this hat because it's got Roger Federer on it, and he is the greatest tennis player in the history of the world. He left Nike, so I wore the Pat Tillman shirt to contradict the bad Copernic vibes that my hat's given me today, so forgive me for that. Um, back to the placebo effect. The placebo control is to get rid of the uh, the bias of placebos, so the patient or the doctor don't know. So what if the patient doesn't know, but the doctor does? Can you imagine if you think you've got a cure for something and you want to treat your patients, do you think that maybe a clinician, a nurse, a doctor, or a researcher might act differently towards someone who he says, now we're testing this drug versus people that the, the clinician knows is not the drug itself, but simply a sugar pill? Of course we act differently. We all have biases. That's part of being a human being. So placebo-controlled, double-blinded. So we, we then, the, the, I, what I was just talking about is the double-blinded part. What about the placebo control? So in the double-blind, there are people who are taking the drug and then who are taking a placebo, a sugar pill or something inert. So we have half that are taking the drug and half that are taking the placebo, and neither the patient nor the clinician or researcher knows who's taking what. And you have the data that's concealed in envelopes or in files that neither know. Now, with that, then you have to add in the bias of, or not the bias, but the possibility of simply chance. And that's the reason that we use P intervals. We have P.01 or 0.05, which means there's only a 5% chance that this outcome that we had occurred by just a random flip of the coin. Then we have confidence intervals that we use. So, when you, when you look at these, these studies like this, you see that this is a well-meaning doctor. I'm sure Dr. Bartlett has helped his patients, and I'm sure that he does not mean anyone harm. But here's the problem. Dr. Bartlett doesn't have placebo control. Dr. Bartlett doesn't have enough numbers because until you reach over 30 patients, and it's much better to have over 100 for your confidence intervals, and you've placebo controlled and you're blinded to who's getting the medicine and who's not, you don't have a good study. You don't have either research or biblical, for that matter, proof. What is biblical proof? Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. The Bible supports good research. You can't have chance or you can't have bias entering in. Of course, we're all biased. We all want to make more money. We all want to have our own preferences. And scientists are not um, are not exempt from this. That's why we set up things to limit our own bias. Now, to go further, Dr. Bartlett, I'm going to warn you, anyone who says they have the silver bullet cure and anyone who has to go on a YouTube channel with a green screen, I've got a green screen behind me, okay, but I'm going to tell you, when, when I give you evidence, I'm giving it from double-blinded, placebo-controlled, uh, uh, probability-limited uh, studies. But if there's a, quote, news program, 
and it's just one person who then touts or who who just flatters the the interviewee, and you just have one doctor. I have a question: Where are all the other doctors supporting this genius's answer? Uh, and I'm not trying to make fun of Doctor Bartlett. Well, I'll tell you. Dr. Bartlett's own hospital would not even do research on his claims because they had people in their own hospital that got COVID, got very sick with COVID or died with COVID who were on Pulmacourt when they got sick. So you had a problem there. If a physician goes out to try to make a name for himself outside of the scientific method or outside of his hospital system or outside of his group, and he doesn't have all of his colleagues with him because they all want to be associated with a cure for this, watch out. Now, the, the final answer to this with Dr. Bartlett is, I want to warn you, and I've done a podcast about this, and you hear the audio. Those of you that aren't watching this on YouTube will hear the audio of this. When you have a physician or you have a scientist who is overly involved in the politics of this, who wants to make a name for themselves in this, I want you to be careful because science cannot be biased by political issues. There is no such thing as consensus science. Consensus is most often one person against the crowd. Now, Dr. Bartlett, you may feel that he's that way. When he came out with this claim, you may want to believe it because all of us want to gain control or a sense of security about this. But beware when someone has says that they have the cure, and especially beware if they say that powerful influences behind the scenes are trying to prevent them from getting the truth out because somehow there's a conspiracy. I would always watch out for that one. Yes, sometimes there are conspiracies. Go back and ask anybody that's got a six-number uh, mark on their arm from the Holocaust, and you'll find out about conspiracies. But most of the time, it's just people who don't know enough and who want to grasp onto a simple solution. So... As far as Dr. Bartlett, as far as silver bullets, as far as hidden cures, as far as magic solutions, be very aware and be very aware of the Internet. And if your doctor and his colleagues or her colleagues and your local leaders don't want to bring something forward, and if you don't, as the Bible says, let everything be confirmed in the mouth of two or three witnesses. That is one of the reasons that we have to have multiple eyewitnesses in courts in the United States and why we have researchers that have to have one other thing, reproducible, peer-reviewed research. If you cannot reproduce something, and I will promise you there is no way Dr. Bartlett's going to reproduce his results. If you can't reproduce it, it isn't science. That's why you watch out when somebody says, I found the cure over here in the corner somewhere. I've heard this as far back as the AIDS crisis in the 1990s. Oh, we've had a cure in Alaska for 10 years that the government's hiding. Okay, just always beware of that. Now, I want to keep this short today, so we're going to end there, and I'll end with our scientific outro. (laughs) 